Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, today's episode is part four of our Star Wars storyline, Tempest Squadron. We're at about the halfway point of this story, so if you haven't listened to the first three parts yet, I'd definitely recommend that, uh, so you know what brought us up to this point. Uh, I say it every time, but a huge thanks to all of you who've listened to the story so far, uh, to those of you who have been kind enough to share the episodes on social media, and uh, all of you who've left uh, so many nice comments about the storyline. Uh, you guys are all really awesome. Um, before I recap what brought us to this point, I first just want to say a huge thank you to our amazing supporting voice cast for this episode, uh, Teresa, Amy, uh, Dragon, John, Eden, Jason and Mike. Uh, I think you'll all agree with me that all of the guest performances have just been like really fantastic throughout the whole story so far, and uh, this episode is really just no exception. Uh, right then, so let's briefly recap the story so far. Uh, Rebel pilots Klein, Thnock and Cortez, following the evacuation of the Yavin 4 jungle base, were sent behind enemy lines to the Imperial-held world of Thracis 7. The purpose of their mission was to make contact with a mysterious informant known only as V, after Alliance Intelligence received a cryptic message intimating that V might be able to help them acquire some new X-Wing fighters. The message contained only three pieces of information, the name of the planet, Thracer 7, the name of a cantina, the sleeping fleet, and an instruction to ask for V. Arriving on the planet, after a strange guided tour by a malfunctioning droid, the three pilots found their way to the sleeping fleet. Uh, there, in a kind of tent standoff with a bartender droid, <laughs> were told to return the following evening for their meeting with V. Uh, apart from a short street fight with a pro-Empire restaurant owner, that's pretty much where we left off at the end of the last episode. So, without further ado, let's begin. After your altercation with the street vendor, the three of you, Klein, Cortez and Thnock, spend a little bit of time exploring the city. You pick up some local food, Thnock avoiding the chilli, before heading back to the close encounter for the evening. Most of the following day passes uneventfully, and as the sun begins to set, the three of you make your way back through the town to the boardwalk, heading for the Sleeping Fleet Cantina and your meeting with V. Let's whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Have we even got a plan here? Yeah, we're gonna find V. Yeah, but how are we going to go about it? Walk in there. Uh, I mean, we were in there earlier. We were the only ones in there. So, I mean, how busy can this place be? Yeah. What I'm saying is, how are we going to do this without you, Shorty, firing your blaster off all the time and causing I'll, trouble? I'll, that'll be good. Can you promise me that? No, but come on, man. Be cool. <laughs> Let's get, off, get off my ass. Uh, have you got an idea how you're going to... Um identify V at all? Uh, mm -hmm. um, the, how, I can't remember. Is the bar quite big? I mean, could we just go in different directions and ask around, or should we try and do it it's, in groups? It's fairly big, yeah, you could, you could, you could okay. wander around. This is, this is going to require some detective work, I think. We're, we're going to have to... Observation yeah. and isolation, talk to people. Yeah. Let's yeah. do that. Aye. 
So, Klein, you pull open the door to the bar and the three of you step inside. It's a lot busier in here now. It's kind of um, definitely sort of a bit of a picked up kind of evening crowd. But you are able to get a booth by the window yet again. Is there a cantina band playing in the background? Uh, no, it's, it's more like a kind of jukebox jukeboxy type deal. Um, I go over and put the boys back in town on. <laughs> <laughs> by Max Rebo's band. <laughs> The the um, the serving droid is still there and it kind of nods at you as you come in. Welcome back to the sleeping fleet, sirs. You imagine you detect a slight note of annoyance in the droid's tone at seeing the three of you again so soon. If well, if that were possible, <laughs> probably and fix that hole in the ceiling, huh? You really uh, want to bring that up now? <laughs> you really want to do that? He's running a place of business. Damn hole in the ceiling. Huh? <laughs> um, you guys. Get a couple of drinks and, and take a, a seat in a booth. Um, as, you're, as you're sitting and looking around the bar at the other clientele, the door swings open again and three humans walk in, uh, two men and a woman. They're mostly wearing civilian clothes, but each of their jackets bears an imperial crest on a patch on the arm, and below that, a second patch that reads Decommissioning Facility 47. The two men head to the bar, and the woman walks past you towards the restrooms. I go over to that serving droid and uh, just discreetly whisper, Is that V? <laughs> <laughs> the droid kind of looks at you for a second, like kind of regards you without saying anything, and then just starts reeling off menu items. <laughs> Tonight's specials are the Blue Milk Blaster, the Coruscant Swirl, the Kessel Run, and the Roaring Wookiee. All right, Chappie, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> so while Fnock heads up to the bar, Cortez and Klein, you get a good look at some of the other folks in the place. Mm. There's a couple of, uh, Oof, there's quite a lot of humans, it's mainly humans here. Um, some of them just appear to be kind of like bar fly type people. There's a couple of groups that seem to be like out for like a big night out sort of thing. Mm. A couple of guys just hanging at the bar. It's, uh, it's not 100% humans in here, but they are definitely the majority, uh, based on sort of generally the number of non-humans that you spotted while out exploring the city over the last couple of days. Uh, you could hazard a guess that that's just kind of how things are on this planet. There's, uh, there's a few aliens here and there, but mostly humans. What would you like to do? I want to look around the bar and see if I spot anyone looking sort of shifty or suspicious. Sure, make a perception check for me. 10 plus 10. 20. You don't see anybody kind of looking at you other than Dang. like the um, the, the sort of occasional kind of people that you know they're turning around and you know you just sort of look at people as you're in a bar sort of thing but nobody's sort of staring intently at you guys at all or anything. Um, there's a couple of people at the bar who do look a little rough around the edges and I don't want to say shifty but like they're on their own and they're just sort of there. They're just not making eye contact with anybody? No, no, not at all. Which, that's, that's potentially a sign. So, I'm guessing Cortez is still sat with me. Yeah, I assume yeah. you, you two are in the booth and knocked at the bar, sort of hassling people. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah. Or well, hassling the droid. I was really talking to the droid and now he's just, yeah, really off menu items and, so, yeah. I'm, I, I, I order myself some wings. Yeah. You order yourself some wings? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cortez, at the bar. They're the only ones not looking around. They haven't looked off in the bar since they got here. Worth trying to talk to them? I, I think we should give it a go. Hopefully they just, they're not, they just don't want to just be left alone. But yeah, let's find out. Okay, you're, you're a good conversationalist. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> <laughs> what a natural laugh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Cortez slides back up to the bar. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you slide up to the bar uh, next to a woman in her mid-40s. Uh, she looks up at you as you step up. Well, hey there, handsome. <laughs> okay, she doesn't sound too healthy. <laughs> it's all this dust. Yeah, it's, it's definitely the dust. Um, hey, hey there. Uh, Nock, you can you can hear all of this going on. Uh, the two of them are just a couple of bar stools down from you. I'm eating my wings now. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I assume you're just sort of sat at the bar eating then. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. At the bar. How do you reach yeah. you? <laughs> uh, nice evening. Sure is. You looking to party tonight? <laughs> I've spoken to the wrong person. <laughs> <laughs> you said that to yourself or to, to myself. Well, you say that now. But after a couple of drinks? Yeah, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> so you come here often? Every night. Wow. Uh, we didn't see you this last night or this morning. I'm normally sleeping off in the mornings. Okay, fair enough. Wherever I end up. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> She is spicy. Yeah. Um, I mean, so you, you come here quite regularly. Oh, yeah. It's my favorite place in town. Know the clientele, know the people around here? They all know me. Oh, they all know you. That's, that's good to know. Um, you don't know me, though. I don't. Fresh meat. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I've got to keep going with this. Um, well, I should uh, introduce myself. I'm uh, uh, Cortez. Um, not from around here, as you might be able to tell. It's my first time. Um, so, uh, yeah, if you know, I mean, uh, we I've come here kind of trying to find some people. What did you say your name was? Cortez. Hi, I'm Varla. Nice to meet you, Varla. Do you, uh, can I call you V for short? Yeah, why not? Do, do other people call you V for short? They might do. I don't know what everybody calls me. Oh, you've been called a few things, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to go get a drink. I'll be right back. Mine's a double. I'll get you a double. <laughs> uh, so I, you're heading back I'm over to... I'm going back to over. Uh, I, 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 I think we might have found our person. I think it sounds more like you found your person. I want an invite to the wedding. Well, it's going to be a one-night only thing, so... Um, to be I'll fair, say, you know, if the mission was to find someone named V, we, we technically found we've, we've done it. Probably so. go home. Yeah. Um, I, I, oh, so you're back with us? Not, not, yeah, 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 I'm coming. Come over as well. Coming with sauce. Yeah, wing sauce. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, what, so we, what, what's her name? Um, so her name is Vala. Uh, I and I said like, did she go by V? She says she wasn't very. She's a bit dismissive about that. She didn't really say. She specifically goes by V, but. I mean, she's the only V that we've spoken to so far. That's one person at the bar. You said there was a couple of people. Yeah, there's a couple of people up there. Are those guys in the uh, Imperial jumpsuits still there? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go over and talk to one of them. <laughs> oh, God. Sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to watch this happen. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, See, there's one of them, like, is, like I, I go to the bar like I'm ordering a drink, but I'm just sort of stood mm -hmm. next to one of these guys. Just, uh, and here's a guy. Kind of, he looks down at you. Oh, hey. You, uh, play much guitar? I'm, yeah. uh, I'm a big fan of the uh, flying V myself. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just stare at him. I just, I just, like, I just wide eyed stare at him to see if he gets what I'm talking about. <laughs> like buffalo sauce all over the lower part of my face. <laughs> 
just staring at this he guy. He kind of looks like a... Uh, are you uh, coming on to me? <laughs> I was just joking around. Have a good night, pal. <laughs> he turns back to his buddy. The fuck was that about? Okay, so that went horribly. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to head to the bar and talk to the other person that wasn't looking yeah, okay, there's a kind of older looking guy. Um, he's got mm-hmm. a kind of long trench coat on and uh, he's kind of leaning heavily on the bar. I order a drink. And uh, I. Droid pours it for you from yeah, his, his finger. And uh, I, look, I look to the guy next to me and I say, I never get used to that. <laughs> the guy is obviously very drunk. That was good. <laughs> long day, huh? Yeah, yeah, longest day. You know it. The long day. Very long day. I do know it. Rough times we live in, huh? Yeah. Some some asshole stole my speeder. Yeah, well, I got a lot of bad luck too. I'm. I don't have a planet anymore. It had all my music in it. My planet had my family on it. We got a lot in common. That's 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 rough, pal. That's it is. We've, we've all lost things, you know. Right? I'm pretending to be drunk to gain some. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a rough, rough universe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, hey, at least we got the booze, all right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we well, got. Sparky here yeah, keeps me well, uh, well lubricated. <laughs> oh, no. That he does. That he does. You know. It, you know what? In life, right now, it's the small victories that count. Yeah, the, the small victories. The small victories. Yeah, uh, eat down his drink. Yeah. And they Give me another small. one, Sparky. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I leave the room. So, the three of you reconvene at the table. You've got three prospects here. One of which was probably not. <laughs> yeah. You can cross one of them off. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the drunk guy could be putting it on. You don't know. I mean, how how much further do you you push that guy if you think he's just putting it on? Like, do you think you get more out of it? Well, I, I, well, well I, I, I tried I tried to lean in with the V victory kind of yeah. thing, and it, 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 just, it, didn't, it didn't work. I, I don't know. He, he, he looks he looks like a sad sack. I mean, mm. I it, honestly don't know what we're gonna do here. I think you're you're a lady. Friend. I mean, she's friendly. She's friend very friendly. She's very friendly. Uh, you glance over at the bar at this point, Cortez, and uh, Vala is looking straight at you, uh, kind of sizing you up, and uh, as you watch, she, she downs the last of her drink um, and uh, just sort of raises an eyebrow at you. Uh, maybe she's maybe she's the best option? I mean... Should we see if we can get her to yeah. go somewhere with all three of us? Oh, I don't think that would be difficult. Oh, uh, I could get that going for you if you like. Um, so I try and get, bring her over to our table. Bring her over to the table, yeah. Yeah. Um, you guys stay here. Yeah, snog. Yeah. Best behavior. I mean it, old man. Hey, man, I'm cool. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll, uh, wipe yeah. the sauce from your face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You clean up. I wipe my face on uh, Klein's shirt. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's fine. And then go over to the. Uh, I, I, I go over to the jukebox. I, I'll just stay out of the way. I'll just. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Bad, no. Okay. Okay, so you head over to the, the jukebox, Knock. Uh, are you are you staying at the, the I'm, table I'm then? staying at the table waiting for Cortez to bring yeah. Vala over. Yeah, and Cortez, you wander over to... I'm sliding Vala. back up to the table. I motion to the droid a the double V-sign. a V sign for V, like a double blue yeah, milk. Yeah, okay, I like it, I like it. Double blue milk for the lady, please. A double blue milk blaster coming right up, sir. Vala winks at you. Wow, 
Thank you very much, Han. That's okay. Um, look, you're standing at the bar. It's been a long day. Why don't you come and join me and my friends at the booth? Sure. You and your friends, eh? Me and my friends. I'd love to rest my feet in your booth there, Cortez. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but, but you're, you're in this for the long haul now. I am now. I'm committed. Keep your feet yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, come and come, come with me. So, we'll, so yeah, uh, the, we'll droid, uh, the droid hands you the drinks and uh, you head back over. Klein, you see him coming back over with the quite um, inebriated looking um, lady. You'd put her in mid, mid to late 40s and uh, she, she sort of gives you a sort of smile and a winker. Well, hey there. You're Mr. Cortez's friend, are you? That's right. I'm Klein. Klein, eh? Two Ks and little old me. <laughs> um, yeah, take a seat. Take a seat. But she kind of plumps herself down into the into the seat and kind of puts an arm on the bed, you know, very much making herself at home. Yeah. yeah so Clearly she is at home in this place. So. so, you boys aren't from around here then? Not if we can help it. <laughs> Talking into my glass. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're very observant, Miss Varla. That's right, Varla. Or V for short. Hey, he said that as well. Yeah. You two brothers? We just think alike. That's cute, that's cute. I like guys who think alike. Well, you know what they say about guys that think alike? They drink alike. There you go. She's a drink and kind of touch the eggs. It's not, go back over to the jukebox. <laughs> Knock, uh, yeah, you're stood at the jukebox, just kind of observing all of this going on, and you look up to see the female Imperial that you saw walk in earlier, also stood next to you. Uh, she kind of glances over to your booth and then down at you. Is that your friends over there? Uh, yeah. Well, they better watch out. Vala's gonna eat them alive. Was she a cannibal? No, uh, just, uh, she's got a bit of a reputation around here. You ever heard the term man-eater before? I mean... <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you're liable to get left on your own if you don't rescue them. Consider yourself warned. Uh, I'm sure they'll be alright. Anyway, I'm just going to go back to this jukebox. There's so many uh, alphabetical selections here. I'm going to throw the alphabet. Yeah, and a V. What we got on a, and a V here? What, what V band suite we got? Yeah, what, what, uh, sort of what, what's your favourite V artist? And just give her the same stare that I get. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, tough to pick. There's just so many to choose from. I always find myself drawn towards X whenever I look for V. She gives you a really pointed look. Oh my God. I left my credits over on the table in the booth there. I'll be back in a second. Sure thing. I'll be waiting here. Whisper to Cortez. This chick's trying to sell us some ecstasy, man. <laughs> 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 He's gonna hook us up. This party's about to get lit. Really? Yeah. She really? No, but I th I'm pretty sure that. Uh, I, yeah, I think this. I think. I think we found who we're looking for. Oh, what the lady that we're talking to? Uh, absolutely not. Uh, what? What? It's okay, Cortez. I got this. I'd stand up and immediately run away. <laughs> run over. I, 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 I suddenly stand up and leave Cortez. So, so okay. To deal with so, Viola. so Viola stands up as well, and she sort of gets onto the same bench side as you in the in the in the um, in the booth. Yeah. Kind of kind of blocking you in, and sort of like leans up against you. Goes. So, just the two of us now, then. Um. Yeah. It looks like that. <laughs> that side. <laughs> 
So he's stuck with. Yeah. Okay. I've gone over to. Okay. All right. I'm, go- I'm heading. I'm heading over towards. You going? Uh, I'm going back over to the jukebox. Don't leave yeah, me. I'm man. going with Snot. Don't leave me, man. I'm going with Snot to the jukebox. Ah, sure. Heck. That seems like having a good time. Uh, yeah, I go back over to the, the jukebox and um, blast. The new so, yeah. So, Klein, you follow Thnock back to the jukebox in the corner, and standing there is a young woman, you'd guess mid to late 20s, with dark hair. Her jacket has a patch with the Imperial Crest on it, and uh, she's definitely watching you approach as you you head up. Ah, so one of them managed to get away then? Yeah, he's real smooth about it too. (laughs) (laughs) My my little friend here says uh, you're you're into X. She eyes the two of you uh, closely for a second, then quietly says... IDs, quickly. Okay, um, I reach in underneath my shirt and I pull out some dog tags, one of which has a rebel insignia on it. I pull out uh, two sets of dog tags, one of my own, and uh, the other one is Kane's. She uh, quickly looks at yours, Klein, and then looks a little confused at the two sets that you're holding out, Thnog. Well, which one are you? Uh, who's asking? I'm just kidding, I'm Thnog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright, put them away, put them away. Put it away. We can't talk here. Too public for what I need to tell you. Have you got somewhere we can speak privately? Yeah, we've got a ship. Your ship should do nicely. She nods towards the two guys she came in with, still stood at the bar. I'm here with some co-workers. They're not part of this, though. I'll have to give them the slip before we meet back up. Ah, that'd be why the guy, yeah. I figured a night on the town would be a good cover. Tell you what, you head back to your ship and I'll meet you there. We're in Bay 37. 37, alright. I'll meet you there in four hours, okay? Wait, how did you know it was us that were looking for you? <laughs> You're kidding, right? This place is a dive. Don't think they've had much in the way of new customers for a long time. You guys stick out like a sore thumb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. It's fair. Okay, four hours, Bay 37. The name's Vela, by the way. Okay. She gives you a wink and turns to walk away, raising her voice so that the Imperials at the bar can hear her. Let you buy me a drink? <laughs> Not in a million years. She rejoins them at the bar and jerks a thumb back at you guys. Get a load of those off-world moof milkers. Freaking weirdos. Right, whose round is it? <laughs> well, that, that went well. Yeah, we should probably rescue Cortez. Yeah, you, you look over and like Vala has got a tongue in Cortez's ear and he's looking very, very uncomfortable. I walk back over and uh, say, uh, Dr. Cortez, uh, we just got a call from the hospital where we all work. It's an emergency. Oh, you're a doctor, eh? I like it. Oh, uh, Dr. Thnork, thank you uh, for this information. Um, uh, v, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm going to have to go because, as you've heard, I'm, I'm re- really in need. It's an emergency. It's an emergency thing. Surgery. Yeah, for the butt. Yeah, that guy's got two butts. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be messy, so uh, it might be a long night. Um, I'll see you tomorrow. I'll hold you to that. Sounds good. Maybe you can play doctor with me. Oh, you never know. Um, see you later. <laughs> Bye, hon! A slide <laughs> under the table and out. As, yeah, as you go past, she kind of like grabs your ass. Oh, well, hey! I walk up alongside Cortez and say, What are you going to name your first kid? <sighs> Shut up. Well, let's just get back. What did you find out? Uh, well, I think we're going to find out in about four hours, but uh, I, think, I think we might be in business. We're going to head back to the ship and await our contact. Thank so God. Good.
so you're making your way back through the city towards the spaceport. You're about two-thirds of the way there when, from behind you, you hear footsteps and the unmistakable sound of a voice being transmitted from inside a Stormtrooper helmet. You three, stop where you are. You turn to see a pair of Stormtroopers standing there, guns in hand. A little way off down the road and looking kind of partly angry, partly smug, you can see the restaurant owner who you got into a fight with the previous day. Uh, you get the feeling that he'd maybe seen you passing and pointed the stormtroopers towards you. Nice going, guys. Uh, nice going, Let me see some identification. Uh, sure. You don't need to see either identification? The trooper who spoke points his blaster at you menacingly. IDs, now! Shit. <laughs> just in my I thought that would work, guys. I thought that would work. How many stormtroopers are here, or is it just the one? Just the two. Just the two. Uh, I just reach in my back place. pocket and... Uh, hand him uh, a single credit. <laughs> That's just insulting. <laughs> Any more identification where that came from, my friend. He looks at it and up at you and says, On your knees, hands behind your head. You're coming with us. Uh, guys? I put my hands up. Um, is this going to end up being a combat situation? That's up to you. Well, I have something called Surprise Strike. Uh-huh. Uh, upon failing a deception check, you can initiate combat and make a single attack as a free action. So... Bless you. You're going to use your surprise strike talent? Yeah, so if I try and deceive the, the trooper... What are, you, what are you going to say to him? I'm going to say, nothing going on here, we just want some chilli. Late night chilli, always good after a few drinks. Is it fuck? Okay, make a deception roll. 19. <laughs> That's pretty high. Oh, plus four. Plus four, so 23. Yeah. That's pretty high. Hmm. How looks you is. Couple of drinks, huh? Well, try and keep your Ognard in line. He's... The boss. He's adopted. Your boss? He's the adopted boss. Our previous boss died in a shanking incident. Nice guy. Pretty mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll soon. never know the whole truth. Yeah. Well... I'm still going to need to see those IDs. Um, yeah, so I reach around in my pockets, uh, kind of frantically just muttering to myself, going, come on, come on, where is it, come on, uh, and eventually produce my uh, old Imperial ID card from when I was a delivery pilot. Okay. He swipes your card first. You can't see his face, obviously. It's behind a... Uh a helmet but the uh, his little data reader beeps he says huh Imperial Courier Service huh yeah that's right we weren't informed you were in town why would you be we're sorry to have detained you well if that's all uh yeah you can put your hands down now okay thank you cheers yeah. let's go and get a chili can't wait for that chili just uh Try not to start any more trouble with the locals. Oh, yeah, no. Copy I've, that. Believe me, I've learned my lesson with these fucking animals. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he waves you on uh, before the pair turn and head back towards the restaurant owner, who, uh, who looks kind of annoyed. Thnock, you're kind of surprised that your card worked. Yeah, that's handy. That's a keeper. Nice one, Thnock. Yeah, that was convenient. Yeah, let's get back to the ship quickly. Yeah. 
Uh, you can hear the distant sound of the restaurant owner arguing with the troopers uh, as you quickly walk away. Uh, you can only catch sort of snatches of it, but it's, it's pretty obvious he thought that the three of you were about to be arrested when he, uh, he kind of pointed the troopers in your direction. Hey, Thnock. How come your Imperial ID still works? You haven't been with the Imperials for God knows how long. I don't know, man. I guess, uh... You know what? I... I, they must just assume I'm dead or something. Let me find out. Okay. It comes back to the ship. Uh, KLC answers. Yeah. Yes, Master Snook. Kelsey, uh, how come my Imperial ID still works? I just got uh, carded by some uh, Stormtrooper dickweeds. You'll recall when we left Imperial service, we made it look as though our transport was destroyed. Ordinarily, the first thing they would do upon the death of an agent would be to cancel all credentials. When we were planning to leave, I attached a dormant program to your file in the Imperial database. When they marked you as deceased, my program copied your credentials to a backup file still marked as active. Cool. I'm a dead man. I would not recommend using your card too often. The more you use it, the more likely they are to discover our deception. Sure, yeah, I won't, um... Yeah, I wouldn't put my bar tab on it or anything. Uh, we're coming back to the ship now. We've got a guest joining us, so, you know, tidy up the place. Tidy up the place? Captain Dolge, Master Snock wants you to tidy up the ship. <laughs> <laughs> See you in a bit. Guys, Dolje's such a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you continue back to the close encounter uh, without incident, making your way through the spaceport and uh, sobering up a little along the way. Uh, a couple of hours pass. Uh, I take it you're all just kind of hanging out in the ship's living area during this time? Yeah. 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 Dolje calls to you from the cockpit. Someone is approaching. Okay, I think this is our, uh, our gal. So, waiting patiently at the bottom of the ship's ramp is your contact, Vela. Uh, she looks up at you as you step into view. Oh, hey, I found the ship all right. That you did. Day 37. That's us. So, uh... Did anyone notice you guys talking to me? Don't think uh, so. I think so. We had, we had to talk our way out of a situation with a couple of stormtroopers, but that was uh, due to an earlier incident with a local vendor. Guy's a dipshit. Huh. Can I come aboard? Uh, yeah. Yeah. She comes up the ramp and sort of looks around and goes, Wow. What a piece of junk. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, takes a seat in the lounge for you. Uh, you want a drink? No, I'm fine, thank you. This shouldn't take too long. Okay. So, we got your message. What can you tell us? Well, uh, I guess I should introduce myself properly. Now that we're in private. My name is Vela Mora. I'm one of the chief engineers over at the decommissioning facility. My, uh, my father is Dr. Ruvan Mora. He worked at Incom, back before the Empire closed them down. He's the whole reason why I contacted you. I heard of that guy. I thought he went missing. Yeah, funny thing. He kind of did. He went missing here, with me. Well, you, oh. you say, you saying you hid him away? Yeah, that's right. I'd only been working here for a year or two when it all happened. I'm no big fan of the Empire, but a job's a job, and I figured I was following in the family business, working on starships. My father got in contact with me a couple of weeks before the Empire moved in. He was scared, 
Said the project they were working on had ruffled a few feathers and there were rumors of a takeover. The hostile kind. At the end of a blaster kind of hostile. I told him to come here in secret. He had a whole load of data from the project with him. The Empire can't have been too happy about that. They just put me in charge of looking after the reactor units on all of the old Republic cruisers, so I hid him away aboard one of them. The Tempest. How long has he been hiding away for? About five years now. What's he been doing all this time? Just living. The first year or so we were so paranoid about somebody finding him, or someone from the Empire hunting him down. He spent most of the time hidden inside the Tempest ventilation system. We were so scared. But as time went on, nobody came. Those ships just sit there. The only people that go on board are maintenance crews from the facility. And since I was put in charge of those, I could make sure he never crossed paths with them. So what are you guys looking for? Well, it was all fine until about six months ago, when the Empire brought in a new officer to oversee the place, Major Tark. The first thing he did was conduct thorough searches of all the ships. I managed to get word to my father just in time, but it was a close thing. To keep himself from going stir-crazy, he started building some of his X-Wings from scratch aboard the Tempest. Luckily, they were still in enough pieces when the searches happened that I was able to pass them off as leftover spares from the Clone Wars days. I don't trust this Tark. He's ambitious and I'm pretty sure he knew something was going on aboard the Tempest, even if he didn't have proof. If my father hadn't been able to hide so quickly, we wouldn't be having this conversation. We need to get off-world as soon as possible and we are willing to join your rebellion. Okay. We could help you with that. If we get you off-world, what can you offer the rebellion? Well, apart from our technical expertise, my father is in possession of one of the original copies of the X-Wing blueprints. I'm sure your techs will be itching to get their hands on that. On top of that, we've got four flight-ready X-Wings waiting aboard the Tempest. Frankly, we need to get out of here, and my employment aside, the Empire is no friend of ours. I'm sure we can be of help to you. How, uh, how soon can they be ready for pickup? They're ready to fly now, but that's not the problem. The base sensors would pick up any incoming transport long before it could arrive to extract my father, not to mention detecting the X-Wings launching. They'd have their alert fighters in the air in seconds. We wouldn't stand a chance. We need to take down those sensors somehow, to have any hope of pulling this off. Sure. Mm, okay. Find Vela's father. Extract him on the close encounter get Dolje to get the two of them out of here. Who's going to fly the fourth one? Can Kelsey fly? You probably program the two. I'm not really designed to pilot fighter craft, Master Smoke. Hmm. I can fly. If you can get my father out on this rust bucket, I'll pilot the fourth X-Wing out of here. Okay, yeah. Oh, and then so you'll fly the information with us. Well, I don't know how good I'll be at formation flying, but I'll do my best. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Before we do any of that, we'll need to bring down those sensors. I should be able to get us into the facility without any problem, though. If you guys can take it from there. I could shut think, down sensors? I think I might be able to do that. I'm, uh, yeah, okay. pretty, pretty yeah. handy with, uh, with the stuff. computer. So if, we, so if you get us in there, Thnok can shut down the sensors. Once they're down, call the close encounter in, extraction, and then we locate the X-Wings and leave shortly afterward. Toot sweet. Sounds like a plan to me. If you think you all can do it. It's worth a shot. Best plan we got. All right then, time is probably a factor here. The sooner we can get my father and his X-Wings off-world, 
the less chance we have of the Imperials discovering him. What exactly is your role at the facility? What are you, what are you in charge of? I look after the reactors aboard the big ships. They're powered down, but there's still volatile material in them. You take tools with you? Yeah, a lot of tools. Toolbox big enough to fit an Ugnard inside? Because <laughs> that might be the way we get him in. That could work. We've got a storage case in my speeder. What about you two, though? I doubt you'll fit in a toolbox. What about the guys you came with? Do you think we could pass as them in their uniforms? She looks between uh, you, Cortez, and uh, you, Klein, just kind of sizing the two of you up before nodding. Yeah, yeah, that could work. They're back at the hotel at the moment. Uh, they met a couple of ladies. Oh, dear. No, no, this is good. We can take their gear. They're on leave for the next couple of days. They won't be missed from the facility. Okay, so me and Clyde will go down to the hotel and uh, see if we can get those the uniforms. I'll be coming with you. I need to grab the rest of my gear too. Okay, well we'll try that do that tonight and get back here safely. Alright. Alright. Gentlemen, we have a plan. I'll wait out front then. You guys probably need to go over all of this with your ship's crew, I'd imagine. Okay, we'll meet you back at your speeder. Yeah. So, what's the plan? Uh, from what I overheard, I'll be flying the close encounter into that Imperial facility we saw when we were landing. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. The plan is you wait for a signal. We're going to disable the sensors. Specifically, Thnok. We'll disable the yeah. sensors. We'll call you in. You extract Vela's father. And you get the hell out of there. Uh, what about you? I take it you'll be flying yourselves out. That's the oh, plan. Yeah. Oh, best of luck to you then. All right, I'll uh, I'll keep the engines warm and wait here for your signal. KLC turns to you, Thnock. You're leaving me behind again, then, Master Thnock. Yeah, but only for like a bit, you know. I'll see you back at base. I mean, oh, he's well. not technically leaving you. He's been put in a box. I mean, it's not going to be much fun to go with. It's true. Yeah, you don't really want to. Come you don't want to go with that. That is true. Having hidden the cargo hold of this ship all the way here. A storage case would hardly be an improvement. Very well. I'll stay here and make sure Master Dole J does not die. Yeah, I mean, you know, don't put yourself out or anything, but yeah, if you can just make sure that he, you know. <laughs> okay, so grabbing the last bits of gear that you think you might possibly need, you three leave the close encounter, making your way back through the mostly deserted spaceport concourse building to where Vela is waiting, leaning on her speeder, which is parked out front. Alright, the guys are staying at the Hotel Coruscant over on the east side. This shouldn't be too hard, they've had a lot to drink, and they're, well, occupied at the moment. We might have to figure out a way to stop them from calling into base, though. I think we can deal with that. It's a short trip from the spaceport to the hotel, as you all clamber into Vela's speeder, and she heads off through the entertainment district towards the east side of the city. Do we, it, pa it, do we pass our robot friend? Glitchy's still walking <laughs> down the street. Glitchy's walking along, um, just kind of following him is like a looks like a kind of a couple of rodents and that <laughs> they're kind of following the lights a little bit and um, as you uh, as you drive past you just catch a snatch of part of his spiel crowning jewel the famous theater republic <laughs> um and uh, so you you pull up in front of this hotel. Thnok, you get now had a good chance to look at the, the crate on the back that you're going to be uh, mm -hmm. kind of hiding in. It is pretty roomy, to be honest. There's like a layer of tools on top. It, there's some stuff you can you can hide under a blanket and things. Yeah. And, and 
cool, cool new pad. Yeah, it's not going to be that comfortable, but it's going to do for what you need it for. Uh, okay, so are you hanging out by the speeder or are you going in as well? Um, yeah, why not? All hands on deck. Yeah. All hands on deck. You never know, yeah. You might need an extra hand. Yeah. So the Hotel Coruscant, like a lot of what you've seen of Regis City, has clearly seen better days. Uh, it has all the trappings of what was probably a, a high-class hotel at one point. But as you enter, you see that the front desk now has security glass all around it, and the whole decor of the place is looking a little drab and neglected. Uh, seated behind the desk, uh, watching an entertainment hollow that you can't quite identify, is a human man uh, with long hair tied back into a ponytail and sporting a beard. Uh, he looks up as you enter the foyer, uh, keying an intercom on. Can I help you? You meant to be here? Oh, buddy, are we? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we, we've got a room um, Vela pulls out a card key at this point Which the man behind the desk scrutinises for a second Oh, okay I'll just unlock the elevator for you then Thanks Thanks, buddy uh, Try not to be too noisy You got it oh, No promises Yeah he, uh, he doesn't come out from behind his security glass But he flips a switch on the desk in front of him And the control panel of the elevator to your right lights up he just kind of gestures at it before going back to what he was watching when he came in. Nice guy. So you all board the elevator, uh, the doors close, and Vela starts readying a small blaster. These guys aren't bad guys. We might have to stun them, but I don't want you to hurt them. They didn't do anything to deserve that. I mean, they're rebel. Uh, they're, they're, they're imperials, so... We're all about that murder, baby. Whatever happens, happens. Come on, they're just a couple of local boys with jobs at the facility. You can't blame them for that. So they're local boys slaughtered. who made bad life choices. Slaughtered in the name of the rebellion. A hero's <laughs> death, truly. <laughs> Look, we're not talking about a weapons factory or anything. They're just mechanics looking after a bunch of ships that'll probably never fly again. Keep your blasters on stun, please. No, 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 we're good. Let's, let's, just, let's just give them a light hitting. Well, let's just try and get the uniforms without, you know, bothering them. Uh, no such luck, unfortunately, as upon reaching the room, you find it locked with a single shoe sitting outside it on the floor of the corridor. Okay, here we are. I had the adjoining suite. You know, this is probably a better end to my night than having to listen to those two going at it with a couple of local floozies. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. You all ready to do this? Ready, we pull our own uh, blasters out. I think yeah, just in breath. I draw my weapon. Okay, so Vela takes a breath and then drops her keycard into the lock. The door slides open. From inside, you can hear some uh, interesting noises uh, being made. Giggling. Okay. Yeah, uh, there's yeah, some giggling, a little bit of uh, sounds of movement under fabrics. Uh, Vela leads the way in uh, without another word, and the dark room is suddenly lit up with a bright blue flash as she fires her weapon on stun directly at the bed. Surprise! <laughs> There's the thump of a body hitting the ground and the sounds of a woman screaming as Vela fires her blaster a couple more times. Half a second later, a young woman, crying, in a uh, state of extreme undress, uh, wrapped only in a bedsheet, pushes past Vela and runs for the door directly at you guys. Stunner. Who's, uh, who's shooting? I'll give it a go. <laughs> yeah, I'm down for that. I'm down okay, for yeah, I'm make, down clown. make an attack roll. Your, your gun stats are on your I'll stun with the gun. <laughs> Seven uh, plus six, so 13. Yeah, 13. 13 definitely hits. And um, I'm going to need you to roll some damage for me. So 46 plus three. Yeah. It's a six. 
It's a five. It's a five. And it's a one, so 17? 17, okay, yeah, she just- Plus three, 20. 20, okay, so yeah. You... That was like a light. Yeah, this young lady wrapped in a sheet is running, just screaming towards you, trying to get out of the apartment, and you just like, from the hip, just like, <laughs> stun her, and she just like, she, the momentum carries her forward, and she hits her head on the- <laughs> oh, I knew that was gonna happen. She hits her head on the way down, and it's just unconscious on the ground. Uh, yes. I, I'll pick her up and put her back on the bed. <laughs> okay, sure. You gentlemen. Um, at this point, uh, Vela turns the lights on, and you can see she's she started tying up the um, the two guys. There's another girl as well, um, which is sort of she she's stunned too. Okay, tie those two together. We don't want them running off and raising an alarm before we're on our way. So between the three of you, you make short work of tying up these four naked people. Uh, looking around, you find the uniforms and gear that you're looking for in a couple of kit bags at the foot of each bed. Yoink! Yeah. These stun blasts should knock them out for six or seven hours. Put the no disturbances sign on the door. The last thing we want is housekeeping finding them like this. Knock, you flip the sign onto the room's door, and Klein and Cortez, you begin changing into the pair of maintenance jumpsuits. They fit you two, but not perfectly. Um, you reckon you should be able to deal with it for now, though. They're sure not going to be happy about this when they wake up, but we'll be long gone before they can do anything about it. Yeah, who gives a fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Before we leave, I just, I just sort of, you know, search around the room for... Yeah, just rifling through stuff. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, you managed to gather up. These guys are clearly, like, they're on leave. They've brought the, 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 they've cashed out and that. They've spent a bit on booze anyway, but you managed to get together about another 140-odd credits. Nice. Just from their, from their stuff, along with a couple of energy packs. that They had their tool belts with them, which was kind of weird for that, but, yeah. Oh, they're planning. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah, you managed to... You managed to Get some stuff. Yeah, there's a couple of bits you can nick if you like, but like yeah. the credits are. Yeah, credits is yeah. Credits the main thing. Okay, so the four of you head back down in the elevator. Uh, passing through the foyer, you get a surprise look from the night porter behind his desk. Ah, you going out again so soon? Well, have a good one. Good night. Good night. See you. Money calls. So, leaving the hotel Coruscant behind, the four of you pile back into Vela's speeder. She expertly navigates the Regis city streets, and very soon you find yourselves leaving the buildings far behind you, the vast expanse of the salt flats stretching from horizon to horizon, the first tentative light of dawn creeping into the sky ahead of you, lighting the way to your final destination, the Imperial Decommissioning Facility. that's going to do it for this part of the story the next episode will be available as usual in two weeks time on thursday the 19th of july uh, we really hope you'll join us for it uh, in the meantime you can get in contact with us on twitter and facebook both of which we are at pretend with dice you can also email us at pretending with dice at outlook.com if you're an itunes user it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review uh, it all helps us to find new listeners and we'd really love to hear what you're all thinking of the podcast uh, so for now that's our show i hope you've all enjoyed it we'll see you next time